Yo. Let's go. What's going on, bro? Not much. I'm actually so can. It's been time. ages. Been it has. Long. When was the last time? We've been nearly a fucking month ago. <clears throat> close to. Close to. Um, yeah, I'd just firstly like to apologize for the absence, everyone. Um, I was on holiday for a couple of weeks. And then um, Jared went on a holiday and it was just a bit of bad timing. But we're back, um, back to consistent podcast, maybe once a week or something. We'll figure it out. Depends what's happening on in the world. Um, But today, a bit of a change of um, episode. Usually we're talking about the NBA and, oh, I was about to say lightheartedly conversations, but not that this isn't lightheartedly. This is just a bit deeper and um, more like personal and uh, whatever to us. Um, today's episode, we're going to, um, be yapping on about our, uh, ACL comeback. So if you don't know what an ACL is, um, it's the main ligament that connects the, uh, what is it? Uh, thigh bone to the tibia, I guess it's the big, it's a big motherfucker that is in the middle of the uni pretty much. Um, we've both torn it. Uh, Jared's gone through the whole, um, Recovery process. I'm in month three. Actually, today is literally marks the third month. So, hey. yeah, getting there. Um, but yeah, like it's it's pretty deep to us, and we reckon it could help a lot of other people out because it's a fairly common injury um, for athletes. So, um, yeah, first question. I'm just gonna ask you. I'll just quickly get it up because I don't have my notes up because I'm an idiot. Um, Okay, so first question I'm going to ask you is like where, when, and how was it torn? Just give me all the details about um, the original time you tore your ACL because I actually don't know how you tore it. Yeah, it's not something that we've really ever spoken about. I mean, we've, I've brought it up bits and pieces to you, yep. uh, but never really had a discussion about it. So this would be good for both of us, I think. Um, originally, it was, I think it was 2015 or 2016. One of the two, uh, and I was playing a game of rugby league up in Mergen. So we were versing the Mergen uh, squad up there. Um, so, yeah, it was basically just, yeah, normal game. wasn't anything special, but, you know, Mergen were kind of our rivals at that time. So I was putting in a bit of extra effort, and basically I was just, yeah, I think it was about the second half, about 20 to 25 minutes left to go. Um, and then, yeah, basically had a big fella run at me. Went into tackle, slipped off the tackle, tried to catch myself uh, with my leg, and yep. basically just felt it go straight, straight then and there. Just, yep. just dropped straight to the ground. Yeah. Can you explain how that pain felt to you? Was it because I hear some people say they barely feel it, and then I hear some people say it's some of the worst pain I've ever felt in their in uh, entire life. I would say it was it was excruciating. Like yep. the. I basically felt it straight away. And at that point, I've, I've never had an ACL injury before. I've never done anything like that. So I wasn't aware what they were and if it was one, but I knew it was fucking bad. Yeah. Uh, just from the second it happened. So, yep. yeah. Um, I just, yeah, couldn't couldn't deal with the pain and it dropped straight to the ground. It couldn't even put any weight on it. Yeah. Um, my story's fairly similar. I was playing soccer. Uh don't pick on me, everyone. Uh, usually, <laughs> usually a rugby league player, but I thought I'd play the year in soccer um, with all my mates. And it was a semi-final game uh, or a preliminary final. Winner went to the grand final pretty much. And um, I was so – like I was putting all my effort into this game. And it was um, it was early into the second half. And I've spoken about it a little bit. And not that I could sense it was going to go, but I had the feeling like something bad was going to happen because – 
like I'd never been to that point of exhaustion before. Like my calves were burning. They were that because I've always had problems with my calves. Like they always get yeah. really tight and stuff. So I go over to the coach. I'm like, oh, like there's a problem. I'm like, I'm going to need to come off in a couple of minutes. And um, that was my fault. I should have just said I'm, I need to come off now. But I said, give me a couple of minutes. And um, in that couple of minutes, I was um, sprinting down the sideline like I was playing wing that game. So I was just running down the sideline uh, at full pace. And I just planted my left leg and it just went and went in front of all the, the whole crowd. Like we we're right there and they all heard the pop. And I remember just the feeling and just feeling sick in my stomach. It was that bad. Um, yeah. Then they got the fucking stretcher, a bit of a scene. And then I remember laying behind the bench because um, I was laying there waiting for the ambulance and thinking, fuck this. Because like at the time, there's nothing worse in terms of pain, but it kind of wears off after a bit. Yeah. Um, and then I'm thinking, fuck, I've overreacted. Like oh, I've just been stretched off after like a little twisted knee. What the fuck is my problem? Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's how I found out it was torn. I mean, I didn't find out there and then it was torn. Um, it took me a while to actually find out it was torn, but that's how um, found out. Uh, that's how it originally happened. Um, yeah. The next question is finding out it was torn uh, and your initial reaction. So obviously you have to go get your MRI and stuff. But um, when you found out it was your ACL, what was, what was your reaction like? Uh, my mum, she she's pretty good in that side of things. So uh, medically wise, she's pretty switched on woman. Yep. Uh, so I kind of always had that mindset of my mum kind of saying like this this could be this could be what I'm thinking. This could be an ACL. This could be this. This could be that. Um, so when I found out, obviously as you said, got my scans done, got everything like that done. Um, I kind of just was in not shock, but I just didn't say anything. I I got the got my uh, let us confirming that it was just done. And I was just, yeah, I didn't say, I was almost in shock because yep. I knew shit, this is bad. And, yep. I, and I know a lot of people who do ACLs and they don't return to sport. They don't run, they don't do anything. Um, so I'm kind of grateful in the fact that I had my mum with me who was very switched on in that side of things. She could help me with, you know, my recovery outside of my physio and at home. So she yep. could do, kind of like that side of things. And it was just just a massive shock to me. But yeah. obviously, you know, going about finding out, hey, it's scanned is the same thing, like the same way everyone will. We, you know, get our scans done and everything like that. We get, get it confirmed. But there's nothing worse than just reading that letter confirming what it is. Yeah. Even if you already know. Yeah. Because now it's real. Well, um, mine, I took a while to find out um, it was my ACL because... Uh, the hospitals I went to, um, look, I'm not going to call them out. They all work very hard, but like, they kind of pissed me off cause they kind of said, not kind of said, they did say they're like, uh, the first time they're like, Oh, um, we think it's a dislocated patella. We can't see anything in the x-ray. Now you'd think if I've been in that much pain, my knees that swollen, I explain everything to them perfectly. They would think, Oh, maybe it could be an ACL. We'll put him in an MRI, but they didn't. So I said, dislocated patella. I give it six weeks and you'll be sweet. So six weeks later, I'm playing basketball and um, I'm coming around the screen and I like I cut. So I turn and yep. obviously my ACL isn't in my knee or it's in my knee, but it's fucking torn. So yeah, there, one of my meniscuses go, go back yeah. to the hospital six weeks. You'd be sweet. I go, I'm um, playing handball at school. And I get angry and I try to kick the ball. 
so all my weight's on my left leg and it just, it goes out. That's the third time. And I say to mum, I'm like, oh, I can't, I'm not going back to get an x-ray because they're not going to say anything. And I knew I, at that point I was on Google and I was pretty certain it was an ACL, by the way. It was going and stuff. Finally get the MRI. This is December 2019. And I originally tore it in August 2019. So um, a bit of a stretch there. Um, get the MRI, get the results back. The doctor tells me, um, yeah, it's your ACL and both your meniscuses. And in that moment, like, fuck, I can't explain how, like, I wasn't even a bit like what you said, just kind of couldn't say anything like shocked. Like I wasn't even crying or upset. I was just kind of like empty and just like, Oh fuck. Cause I've heard about ACLs and how serious they are. And the first, the first person that came to my mind, honestly, was Derek Rose. As soon as I heard ACL, I'm thinking, "Fuck!" Yep. Like I'm like that's it. Like I'm not going. I can't return to what I was like. I'm I'm done. But um, there's obviously like a lot of other people that come out of ACLs, like Zach Levine and stuff that come out even better. So um, Jack Tedesco, Clint Gutherson. There's <clears throat> there's a lot of players. So yeah, it's not over. But some people just don't really return to um, what they initially were at. Um, yeah. what was your mindset prior to surgery? Cause obviously surgeries, I mean, you don't need to get surgery, but if you like want to go back to sport, you do, um, yeah. was, it, was this your first surgery? Just give me the whole run through. Yeah, it was, it was my first real surgery, like proper. Okay. We're going to, this is going to take, you know, proper time. We're going to put you under everything like that. You know, I've had like fucking wisdom teeth taken out and shit like that. Yeah. Nothing crazy, but you know, this is my first real surgery. I was fucking terrified, dude. There was nothing scarier than the idea what if I wake up you know and your your brain starts thinking like what if I wake up mid-surgery what if this yep. happens what if that happens and you start to psych yourself out I don't know maybe that's just me but it was so mentally draining the whole week because I'm a very I'm, a, I'm an overthinker and when I'm thinking about all these things oh you know what if I can never play sport again what if I what if they fuck up in the surgery and I lose my leg you know shit you yeah. know is not going to happen but inside because you've never experienced something like this you're just overthinking yeah and I, I think that week leading into it i don't think i slept over three hours a bit yeah broken sleep because i just couldn't i was so scared and i'm somebody who doesn't like so i don't like blood i don't like shit like that so yeah to me this is a massive deal well i made the mistake of youtubing what the surgery would be like oh. so the surgeon, when I went to the fracture clinic in Lismore or whatever, they explain what's going to happen. But yeah. I watched, I didn't watch the graphic surgery, so I didn't watch the skin, but I watched like the, like a 3D version of what oh, it would yeah. be like. Fuck, that rattled me. I was like, oh no. Um, yeah, a bit like you, I shit myself. I was just, I was more like glad I was getting the surgery because I waited 14 months because of coronavirus, which I kind of forgot to um, get into, but. My surgery was meant to be in February uh, last year, but it got pushed to October. So um, I get we'll get into that when we talk about uh, the mental health during all of it. But um, yeah, I was I was fairly okay. Like I was when I got to the hospital, um, the nurses and all that they were lovely. They were just keeping me calm or whatever um, until they wheel you into that surgery room where they're going to do it. Oh my god, yeah, I shat myself, but. 
I wasn't I wasn't worried about waking up during the surgery. I was worried about not waking up after the anesthetic because that that's the shit that scared me. I was like, I don't like the idea of being put under um, and not having control of when I wake up or or that. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, how how'd your surgery go? Did it all go good? Yeah, it was smooth as shit. There was literally nothing to worry about. That was just my over exaggerating, overreacting mind kind of playing playing tricks on me. But everything went smoothly. There was no issues and and. Yeah, I was out. I think I had to stay a little bit after. I can't remember how many days. I don't know if it was the same for you, but I had to stay a little bit after. Yeah, I had uh, to stay overnight. Yeah, I think I was two days. Yep. Um, but other than that, I was I was all good. Nothing nothing wrong with surgery wise. What about yourself? Yeah, yeah, I was good. Um, woke up with my knee fucking like a balloon. Like the swelling's insane. Um, what were your pain levels like after surgery? Because did they put a nerve block in your leg? Yeah, I was chilling. Happen. Uh, well, I thought moving house would give me good internet, and it does, but it says high resource consumption, so I'm assuming I've yeah. just got too much shit on my phone, but quickly delete a few apps as we speak. But do you remember when it cut out? Yeah, so you asked uh, pain-wise on the leg. Uh, yeah, so I'll just, um, uh, when we're done, um, I'll just combine these two things sure. together. But um, yeah, what was the pain like after surgery? None. There was none at all. Um, looking at it, it was bad to look at, and I couldn't. I could barely look at it. But pain-wise, there was no issue. I yep. was completely blocked off pain-wise, which is great. Um, until obviously all that shit wears off, then you're like, ah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, coming out of surgery before surgery, obviously, I thought um, when I wake up, I'm going to be in a lot of pain. But that nerve block they put in your leg, it hurts at the time, but it works a treat. Um, but it is a it is a weird feeling. Like you seriously can't feel like I could barely feel my foot, yeah. and um, that like feeling all around your ankle, and you just cannot feel it, and you get an itch, so you scratch, and it just doesn't go go away. But um, fuck, where was I going with that? Oh yeah, it lasts a couple of days, and then the pain kicks in. Yeah. Um, I think it's different for everyone else. Um, they gave me endone. And the painkillers made me really sick. So I like kind of had to limit myself on them. Like that make me spew if I had them. So a lot of the time I was just going without, like I just kind of had to take Panadol and that's only going to work so much. So that first week um, was terrible. Like pain wise, vomiting, like just in such bad spirits. Like uh, may as well get into it now with the mental health during all of this. Cause that was the next point I had that first two weeks was the lowest I've ever been in my whole entire life. Cause you literally, you can't do anything for yourself. It makes you feel worthless. And I remember calling my sister, um, me and my sister are really close and I just, I wasn't even, it wasn't even from pain. I just broke down. Like it wasn't just tears. Like I just couldn't control myself because I think it all just got a bit much. Like I wasn't ready for what it was. And I don't know. I just, having it and it's not my friend's fault for going to parties like of course i'm not saying they have to put their lives on hold while i'm doing my thing like that's not what i'm saying but watching them go to parties and go out on the weekend and shit just fucks you up and watching them all talk about the upcoming seasons and that they're playing in it's just yeah so i think because i held it in for a long time the way i was feeling and then just after surgery a couple days after it just had to come out of me and i think it was good because after that i could kind of 
move on. Like it was just that holding me back. I just needed to get that all out of my system. Yeah. But it was, it was a fucking low time. And you question, and also like during physio, um, the physios were telling me the physios are awesome. The physios I've got, I think, are some of the best. Um, but at the start, I was being told I was a little bit behind. Um, and hearing that, because I was working my fucking ass off, like I was working so hard. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're behind the pack. Like you shouldn't be. You you're not where you're supposed to be. Um, that fucking stings when you hear that. Um, yeah. But what was it like for you the first couple of weeks after surgery, before surgery? How was your mental health during all of it? Um. Leading up, I was in, uh, as I said, in kind of that like shaky spot, wasn't sleeping. I wasn't doing anything like that. So I was, my mindset in that sense wasn't great. Mm. Thing is though, like after surgery and once obviously you're doing everything and and you're trying to go and get back into somewhat of a normal routine, uh, even though you've got like this kind of injury that's stopping you from doing so much that you could normally do it, it fucked with me heavily. Um, and it was to a point where I was not wanting to go and do a rehab. I didn't want to do anything like that. I was just like, fuck it. I basically was just this dude who sat down, watched fucking TV, ate fucking chips and it was just fucking with me. And, and that went into, even after I was completely healed, went into the sports side of things. And I think I took a year and a bit off from playing, from playing football, which was for me, someone who's done it every year since he was, I don't know how old, like 10, nine, nine or 10 was yeah. shocking. To Not everybody. to cut you off real quick, but how old were you when you tore your ACL? I was f- almost 16. Fuck. So that, yeah, that's very young. Yeah. Um, I was, I was 17. So that's a bit older. It's still young, but 15 to tear an ACLs. Uh, yeah, definitely extremely young. Oh, hundred percent. And, and that was another part. It was like, I was, when you're young, you think you're invincible. And yep. that's me being completely honest. I thought I was the fucking king and I could do whatever the fuck I wanted, but it was so far from the truth. And yep. to see that I'm kind of like now, not immobile, but I'm now I'm a shell of what I was so much weaker and everything like that. I was just devastating to me. And it was a, it was a smack in the face and a bit of a reality check as well. Um, yeah. And that was kind of the worst part. And that's something I had to cope with a lot as, as someone who was younger. And as I said, when I did get, actually, that's a, that's a question later, get cleared to play. We'll talk about that. But yeah, mental health wise leading into the thing was one of the most worst times I've ever been, especially at such a young age, because I wasn't sure what or why I'm feeling like this, things like that. I wasn't fully aware because I was so young. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a shit time. Yeah, um, I'm a, I'm a bit similar. I was uh, a bit of a cocky asshole on the field. Like I thought, yep, I'm better than everyone. Like I don't know, that was just the mentality I had. Now I'm not like that off the field. I don't think I'm better than anyone else. Yeah. Um, I think everyone's equal or whatever. But on the field, I put that aura about myself just so it makes me feel more confident and play better. Um. And yeah, running around, you think you're you're invincible, like I said. And when it happens, and you literally get put on your fucking ass, and you can't do anything about it, it's a huge reality check. And it just goes to show that yeah, I'm not all that. Like I'm not invincible. Um, yeah, it, it fucking it's 
it it hurts when you do it. it it really hurts your fucking everything it hurts your fucking knee it hurts your mental health it just hurts in general yeah uh- um yeah you mentioned uh you didn't really do rehab in the early stages not as much as you should have been um did that end up changing or was it kind of like that during the whole time um i think i kind of got over being like not i didn't get over but like i almost stopped feeling sorry for myself and i said all right get the fuck up and and my mum was as i said she's really good with that kind of thing so i do owe a lot of it to her but it was get the fuck up go out and fucking work your ass off so we can get back out to to even if even if i didn't play a fucking second of sport again Get back out there and yep. live a fucking normal life. Walk again. Fucking go for a run. Fucking do whatever. You don't need to go play rugby league. You don't need to go play anything. Just fucking get your get off your ass and go fucking work. Because yes, and that's another thing actually. The workforce. I couldn't. I was wanting to be a labourer when I was younger. I couldn't do that. You know what I mean? So it's like yeah. I wasn't just holding myself off. Oh, I can't play rugby league. No, it was I can't do anything. So, yeah. I think a lot of that forced me to get off my ass and kind of go do that. And I think after that kind of realization, I don't think I've ever been so focused and worked so hard on something ever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm the exact same. It was like, I was doing my physio and I was doing it hard. I was working my ass off. But when the physio said I was a bit behind, I fucking zoned in. Like I completely like based my whole life around um, doing physio and um, obviously I'm not getting ahead of myself, but at the moment I'm apparently well ahead. Like I, I've been doing extras just to get this knee stronger. Um, even yesterday I just did a fucking nearly a 10 K on the bike. I didn't have to do that, but I wanted to do it. Like I'm just that zoned in on getting this fucking knee better, not just to go back to sport, just to fucking not have to think about, I, I'll ask you later on cause you've obviously gone through the whole thing, but, not to have to think about shit. Like, you know, before you do something, you're like, oh, is this going to fuck my knee up? Like, yeah. if I if I jump off this gate, this is just a shitty example, but if I jump off this fence and land on the ground, is it going to fuck my knee up? I just don't want to have that thought go through my head. I'd just like to be able to go back to my life um, that I had previously. So um, how was um, your rehab from fuck? the first day to the to the end of it how how could you see it changing what was it like at the start versus what was it like at the end as i said yeah just completely completely different people and i wish i had the mentality i had towards the end at the start because that time yep. would have been cut in half that's maybe an exaggeration yep. but that time that i spent feeling sorry for myself you know doing whatever i was doing you know not doing any form of exercise I just fucking sat there moping around. If I had the mentality I had at the end where it's like, okay, I want to get better. I want to be able to, you know, get careers in places where I want to get careers in in the workforce. You know, I want to go back to playing sport. If I had that mentality at the start, I think I would have busted out so much better. That's the one thing I'm, one thing I would have changed is just the mentality at the start. I was way too lazy and, and almost like I gave up. Yeah. And that's the worst thing I could have done. But you know, as I said, that was, well, I'm, I'm 20, turning 21 years old this year. So that was what, six years ago. It's like, I'm getting, and to this day, it still is something that you have to not think about often. Like you said, you don't want to think about it, but it's something you remember, you you know, this is, it's always going to be there. Of course. Yeah, exactly. 
But um, what about yourself from from day one to to the final day? What, what, wow, to where you are now. Um, well, the first few days were fucked. Um, I got a video on day four. I'll send it to you. Um, but I was trying to do um, what do they call it? Leg slides or whatever. It's where you pretty much you start off with your leg flat as possible and you bend it to as far as you can oh, get yeah, it. Yeah, yep, yep. And fuck, that was it was hard. I could barely get it to forty fucking degrees or whatever, forty five degrees. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and a lot of it was just a lot of simple shit, like just stretches and just trying to get it straight. Yeah. Um, th- that was something I had a massive problem with is I couldn't – because my knees, um, they – what's the word? They hyperextend, so mine go to minus five instead of zero. Oh. So I had to get mine to minus – I had to get mine to minus five, and I still don't think I've got my actual shit knee to minus five. I don't think I will, but – that it was really fucking important that I got it to zero because when you get it to zero, you're allowed to start strengthening your hamstrings and stuff. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just fucking couldn't. And I would work my ass off. And there was this exercise, well, not exercise, but there's this thing I had to do. I had to sit on the lounge, get a chair, then get a bag and put weight in it and then like have it drip down over my knee. So it literally dragged my knee down. Yeah. yeah. Holy fuck. That was, that was painful. But I eventually got there. Um, yeah, at the start, pretty boring. Like, you just do shit. Like, literally up to a week ago, I was still doing stuff with the exercise ball. Like, it's a slow process. Of course. Um, but right now, it's actually kind of fun. Um, although there's shit I'd rather be doing. They've got me, bought myself a mini tramp. I've got to jump on that for two minutes, then run on the spot for two minutes on the tramp, and then go outside and run 20 meters, run back 20 meters. Then I've got to go run up a hill, walk down the hill, run up a hill. And I gotta just do lunges and shit. So at the moment it's okay. Yeah. Um and yeah, now I'm allowed to start doing the leg press and stuff again, but I can do that in my own time. Um so yeah, as of month three, it it's been good. I don't know it's probably been easier than I thought. Now, that sounds stupid and I'm not trying to undermine the the process because it is mentally and physically really fucking tough. Of course. In my head, I just had it being a lot worse than what it was. Um, I thought, like, I'm not going to fucking walk for eight weeks. I'm not going to go back to my normal life for a year. But I was walking after three weeks, and I've pretty much gone back to my normal life now. Like, I can't, I can't go back to sport yet, but, like, I'm walking around without pain. Like, I'm doing everything I kind of was before yeah. surgery anyway. So, um, yeah, that's that. Um Obviously, you got cleared to play sport again. Um, how long did that take? How long were you in rehab for? And what was your reaction after you got cleared? Um, how long it took? It was, as I said, because I was very lazy and, and in regards to what I was doing, I think it took a little bit longer than normal. I don't remember the exact time. Now, the reason I don't remember the exact when I was cleared was because I didn't go back. Uh, yep. I didn't end up going back to sport. I think I took a year and a half off from when I was cleared. So I didn't end up playing sport till I was like 17. Was that just you wanting to, or were you scared or what was, what was that about? Um, I think a lot of it was, I played sport and er, like pretty much every single day or every single weekend, every single, you know, two times a week training, three times a week training, long ass drives, maybe going up to, to, you know, rep teams and doing that kind of thing. It was almost like I was sick of it. And yeah. this was like my excuse, you know what I mean? Which is 
terrible. But again, I didn't have massive goals to be like a an NRL player, or I didn't have massive goals to be like a you know an Olympic athlete or anything like that. So I, yep. I think I used it as an excuse uh, to kind of take that time off and maybe just kind of enjoy other things that I like. Like I love video games. I do things like that. And that was kind of like my time to kind of see like, okay, let's just, let's just chill for a bit. Until I started getting like bored and I was like, okay, yeah. I like, you know, go and watch. Cause all my best mates are from what I know from sport. Like I'd yeah. go watch them and I'd go support them, whether that's my mates who play basketball or whether that's, you know, my rugby league mates um, or even just go, you know, I'd go help out the club, be a ball boy for them and, and things like that. It was just, I felt like I was missing out a little bit, you know, yeah. and, and you know, you'd do drills or I'd go up and train with the, with the footy boys, but not train, but just like watch them. Uh, and I'd be like, you know, pass out a dummy half for a, for a set play. You know what I mean? Just that's, that's all you yeah. do. Just so someone has to throw the ball. Um, and I'd just do that and I'd love it. And I'd miss being around the boys having a laugh. And then I was 17 and I went back and I played for the Sapphire Eagles, which was not a rep club, but it's higher than, than just like sign-ons. You do have yeah. a trial, but it wasn't, it wasn't like a crazy team. Or yeah. Uh, it's just like at a, it was at second division in my areas, like rugby league code. So yep. I played for them and that was my first proper year back. I had a lot of fun. I missed it. And then I finished school and I moved up to the Gold Coast, which was, and I played for the Coomera Cutters as well as Helensvale, Gold Coast Vikings. Um, so I played a few, few years down here, you know, and I've, I've, made a few different rep teams down here as well, which I'm, I'm proud of. But yeah. when I was cleared, it was definitely more of an excuse. And I'm not going to say my mum was like forcing me to play sport because no one can force you to play sport. But it's almost like, you know, when I do something or if I'd score a try at a game, my mum would be so proud of me. And that, and that yeah. fed off that. Because that yeah, was, definitely. Yeah, because, you, you know, that's the person, you know, you want to be making proud. And if this is yeah. something you're doing that makes them proud, then why would you stop? even if yeah. it's something that you're slowly getting sick of or anything like that. But, you know, and that was the toughest part for me, telling mum, you know, maybe I don't want to go back. Yeah. Um, well, I, because I obviously haven't gone through the whole um, rehab process and haven't been cleared yet, so I don't know what I'll be like at the end of it. Um, but I can see before I had the surgery, um, I was pretty, like, fucked up in the head like because it was um i had been waiting so long and because i wanted to play sport that bad and i couldn't it was just fucking with me and i lost interest in shit i usually would love um and nrl tpo was a big one yeah and i always kind of played it off as just like oh, i'm just not too interested anymore or whatever but a lot of that had to do with just the losing interest in shit you used to really love to do because i used to really love doing that and i'm being serious like it never felt like a chore to me i'd really did like it yeah and I just, I just got to the point where i was just fucking sick and tired with everything i just didn't want to be around anyone or just didn't want to do anything like and make excuses to not go out with friends on the weekend and stuff yeah. just because i w- would literally wake up probably fucking 1 p.m literally watch youtube the whole day probably never leave my bed the only time i'd leave my bed is to go to the toilet and brush my teeth yeah. um just take all the food back to the bed so yeah, it's um, I should probably mention that during mental when we're talking about mental health or whatever. But um, 
yeah, it, you lose interest in shit you used to love because you just it's just draining. The whole process is draining. Um, yeah. yeah, how does it feel now? So that was obviously uh, you came back when you were 17. Uh, you're 21 this year. Um, how's the knee feel? Um, I think my first my first year back that was that was when I was like shit. Okay, this is a bit fresh, you know. Because and one thing I also wanted to mention. I don't know if you've seen any photos of me back when I was 15 or 16, but the difference between that, I put on a lot of weight. Um, weight wise, I was a completely different person. I came back and I was playing second row, you know, yep. I was I can put, from a winger, you know, and I was completely different, like size and that far. And I should have probably mentioned that as well in, in mental health. That was a massive thing for me. I put on so much weight that I was, almost like a completely different person like me right now compared to me back then. And I know obviously young metabolisms and things like that, you're obviously going to fluctuate in weight because I was so young. But I think if I continued to do sport as much as I was back then, I wouldn't be because right now I'm a, I'm a heavy set dude. I'm a, I'm a what? 105 kilo guy. Um, yeah. So it's like, I'm a, I'm a big lad, but on the, that was the toughest part for me was, you know, kind of putting on so much weight. And I think that was also something my knee had to get used to. Now I'm a heavier set person doing the same, trying to do the same amount of stuff that I was doing when I was 30 kilos, 20 kilos less. Yeah. So I'm now doing all this with extra weight on me. It's like I'm running with a sandbag and it's just, yeah. And that's putting all extra pressure and making the knee sore at times. And that was the hardest um, part, I think. Um, yeah. Just kind of, well, yeah, you oh, go. sorry. There you go. Oh, well, I'm only at month three at the moment. I haven't gained really much weight at the moment. I've, but I think that's more just my build. I've always been that lanky, long yeah. type of build. So it'll be hard for me to um, gain weight. But that was kind of something going in. I was kind of happy about it. I was like, fuck, because I've been trying to gain weight for that fucking long. Yeah. I've, um, I did eventually, like I was sitting at 75 kilos for that long and take in mind, I'm six foot four. So you can imagine how skinny that is. Mm. Um, but, uh, I'm up to 90 now, so I'm getting there. My goal is to get to a hundred. Um, no. why am I even making, why, like, I don't know why I'm, oh, cause I wanted to gain weight during the fucking ACL thing. I've kind of forgot why I was talking about that for a second. <laughs> um, yeah, but, uh, what was the next fucking question I had? Well, impacts it had on your life. You kind of mentioned it already. You reckon? Like we we're talking about all the impacts it had. Yeah. I but if you've so. got if you've got something, I uh, definitely add it. Um. Yeah. I just think like I like just this morning I went out and played basketball. I, I do it most mornings just to, as a little bit of exercise before the day actually starts, or I do it in the afternoon if I have work or if I'm working late or I have to go a certain area for work. But that was kind of one thing. It's like the knee you don't think about it until the end of a workout. It's not like I'm, I'm running and it's fucking caning, but you know, yep. if I'm doing a hard exercise. You can still feel it. It's not, it's not yep. pain or anything like that, but you feel it. You know, you know, when you break a bone or you, you, you do something like that and you can still feel where it's like broken, even though it's, it's better, but you still feel it. You know, that- the surgeon said that to me. He said, I'm, I'm sorry to say this to you, but you can kill rehab but your knee's always going to be bad. Like your knee will never be what, or not bad, but it will never feel like it used to be. Like it will always feel different. There'll always be like an ick, like a 
something about it that won't be right. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, where was I going with that? Um, so, yeah, it doesn't really affect you in your day-to-day life, but after a hard workout, it will. Yeah, so you'll, you'll feel that after workout. And, and I'm somebody, I work in an office, but I do work away at times. So I'll go and I'll have to do, you know, clientele stuff and, and things like that. So it's not like I just sit on my ass all day. When I do have to get up and I have to go to, to on-site stuff, you don't think, I don't feel it. Like a day of walking around, I don't feel it. But a day of yeah. exercise, that's when I start to, it starts to really like, not pain, as I said, not pain, it's nothing like that. So you, if someone who's going through ACL right now, you're not going to feel it six years later and you're not going to be aching in pain. That's not going to be the case. But you are going to, you're going to be aware that it's happened. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, did you wear strapping? This is like an irrelevant question. I just kind of wanted to know, because um, obviously everyone's different, but I kind of want to know yep. for myself, when you went back to footy and stuff, were you strapping your knee or did you just not feel the need to? No, strapped. Strapped the fuck out. Yep. Yeah, yep. I, I was going to say that's, I think I'll have to definitely do that. Yeah, so that was the big thing. The clubs that I've played for, um, you know, and I'm not going to sit here and rave about, you know, my football, what I can do, what I've done, blah, blah, blah. Not important. But the clubs that I've had, I've, I've been very grateful to the fact that they've been great um, medical staff and things like that. Yep. Um, we had some of the, I had one of the best rappers in Queensland. She was amazing at what she did. And she wrapped my knee up so well every single game. And that's something I'm so grateful for. You don't need, and as I said, if you're, again, kind of speaking to people, actually, I'm speaking to you, you don't need to, have the best rapper in the world or you don't need to, you know, go for the, you don't need to have the best medical staff. You just need to have someone who genuinely cares. And that was something yep. that I had just people who genuinely wanted to make sure that I was okay. If my coach saw me limping or, or kind of wimping on it, take me off. I was off within yep. seconds. Um, um, well that I, I could say the same about my um, physios. Now when I went in, not, well, I was kind of thinking, I was kind of worried that the physios wouldn't have, like, because it's a job to them. Like, they're getting paid to do it. So I kind of thought, oh, fuck, I hope they, like, genuinely care. And the physio I got, uh, Lou, shout out to you, mate. Um, he also, he mentioned that he listens to the podcast. He mentioned it hey. uh, last, last time I went to physio, he mentioned it. But um, I've got him on Facebook and I'll, I could literally ask him a question at any point. And he's not getting paid to do it. He's off duty and he'll answer it and more. Like he will go out of his way to make sure that I'm okay. And having a physio like that, um, that genuinely cares, it's not just a job to them. They really want to see you get back to um, your normal life. Uh, it's, it's really, it's good. Because, you know, other than mum and dad and, well, not even the siblings, really, <laughs> It's kind of just seemed like nobody cared. Like, yeah. I know people did care, but um, I don't know. Like, I'm going off on a bit of a tangent here. That's no, good. Keep going. And, but, look, I love my mates more than anything in the world, and they don't know this, and if they listen to this, they're going to hear it for the first time. But it kind of became an ongoing joke about my knee, and that's okay. Like, I can understand the joke. Like, yeah, I fuck up my knee a lot, whatever. But when it's something that fucks with your mental health that much and people are just taking the piss out of it that much, yeah, it it stings. And I take the piss out of my mates as well. I'm not saying I'm a softie. Like, I can handle a joke, and I did handle a joke 
But when it was getting to like that year of just having the torn ACL without the surgery, yeah, and I was fucked up. Like the only time I'd get out of bed was to go to school, and then I just cop it the whole day at school. Like, oh, Cooper, come do this. Oh, wait, forgot you can't. Like, shit like that. Like, yeah. that hurt. And to be around that for that long and during the recovery process to have people that seem like, and I'm sure my mates care. I'm not saying my mates don't care. I love them to the fucking moon and back. And they don't, they didn't understand what they were doing and that's okay. Um, and it's not their fault. Like I should have put my hand up and said, I, I'm not liking this joke. And yeah. I didn't, they didn't understand. There was nothing wrong on their half. Um, but to see people that really do care, um, like my physios and um, parents and even you, um, it's just, it's good to see. Um, yeah. And it kind of brings out, it shows who you, your true friends are because during the recovery process, you'd have the, like one of my good mates, Naya, um, he would be over just about every day and helping me and getting me shit. And um, I'd, Archie, who we both know, he called me straight up after my surgery and checked if I was all right. And yeah. like, it, it just goes to show and other friends that I'm like, I couldn't mention, but I'll be here for fucking years. Um, yeah, it's good. Um, that, yeah, I can't believe we've gone from knee strapping to me just telling my life story. No, it's but, good, man. I like it. Um, have you got any advice for people going through this right now or someone that's going into surgery, just say tomorrow, if you could give a few bits of advice to them, what would it be? Uh, um, I think the biggest one is accept the fact that this isn't going to be something that's going to be fixed now. Uh, that's the biggest thing that I can obviously say to somebody is, is you could be the strongest person mentally or physically this isn't going to be something that you can walk off in a week or two weeks. Unfortunately, this is going to come with a lot of changes, not only to you, but to your lifestyle and the way that you do things as well as might need to be changed to your mindset. But you've got to be willing to do that to actually get out of this successfully and, and better off than, than what some others do. I'm somebody who sat there and I felt bad for myself and, and I put on weight and did all that. And I regret that immensely. If I could change anything, it would just be work your ass off. It's not going to be something that, you know, is going to be fun. You're not going to enjoy it. As you said, it's not a great time. You'd rather be doing anything other than it. But if you bust your ass off and you work and you genuinely want it, this is going to be something that you, you're going to be happy for in the future and you're going to be grateful for that you did now. So just yep. don't, don't be a cop out now. I'm going to be honest. Yep. Don't cop it out now. Bust your ass off and earn happiness later on. Yeah. Um, yeah, fucking spot on. Like you killed it with that. Um, it's happened now. Like you can't do anything about it. You you have to go through the recovery process. You may as well fucking do it right. You've got, I mean, this. you've got this need for life. You've got to fucking take care of it. Um, yeah, it's going to be a shitty fucking three months maybe. And then after that, I don't know what the recovery is like after three months, but I'm at three months now and it, I'm starting to feel pretty good about things. Yep. Um, it, it's going to be shit for a while, but you will get through it. Um, it's such a basic saying, but trust the process. Like it is so important. Just work your ass off like Jared was saying, and um, you'll get results and they will show. And I think it's really character building as well. If you can go through something like this, come out the other end in high spirits, um, go back to, being like a normal fucking 
normal person or whatever, it just goes to show that you can fight through adversity and um, you're not a quitter. And yeah, also perspective is a huge thing. Yep. Um, during the whole thing, I put shit into perspective. That helped because I thought, fuck, I've got it worse than anyone else. And um, then I thought, no, nah, not really, because I played against this guy from Sydney once who snapped his neck and he, he's paralyzed. So I put that into perspective. I was like, look, if he were me, like he would much rather just have a fucked knee. Yeah. And I've got seriously nothing to, nothing to complain about compared to this guy. Um, and yeah, shout out. If you are going through this, fucking hit us up. We got an Instagram or whatever. Yeah. Uh, the Cooper Jarrett show. Um, yeah, we'll fucking we'll talk to you through it all. Like I, I'm happy to. I'm sure Jared's happy to as well. Um, yeah, everything will be all good. And um, yeah, I think that might <clears throat> might do it. We we fucking flew through that, but um, mm. yeah. That, hopefully, I, sorry, you go. No, that's alright. I was just I, I think what you said at the end was was, was really good, and, and the fact of seeking out help if needed, whether that's family or friends. Um, and again, we have an Instagram, we have a Facebook page. It's as simple as swing a text. We're going to respond. At least one of us will respond. You know, we're happy to jump on a fucking call with you. If anyone needs to have a chat, it's not something that, um, you should be ashamed of because mindset wise, especially, I feel like, especially if you're an older person, mindset wise is something and you do an injury like this, you don't want to fall into a depression where, you know, you no longer feel like you want to you know, be here, heaven forbid, or anything like that, and you do need someone to talk to, and to other people, they could see it as just an injury. You know, you've just you've just hurt yourself. But it's so much more than that, so much deeper than that. So if you do ever need to speak to somebody, Cooper, there's me. We're happy to talk to you. Reach out. Never be afraid to reach out. It's basically what I'm trying to say there. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, I think that will do it. Um, I guess we'll be back... Fuck, whenever we want to record, really. Um, whenever you're free, I'm keen to record one. Bro, we got, we got some uh, stuff to talk about. We got some... Yeah, well, we can maybe even, if you're keen, of course, because there's... Um, I don't want to clog up your whole day, but if you want to do another one, uh, maybe on basketball, I can put that out in the next couple of days. I'm not sure. Of course, bro. Um, yeah. yeah, but um, I'll finish the recording just about now. Um, and yeah, cheers for listening. Um, remember, inbox is always open. Love you guys. Shout out to the fans in India. Day one. (laughs)